The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour. Power of Water has been our mission, and uh, many people throughout the world that have been listening with World Talk Radio, Voice America, Apple iTunes, and Green Talk, Net- Talk Network. We know that they're listening because the world knows that water is a primary focus of all life on earth. Without it, there is no life. But the other one that I've been discussing that you will be hearing during the conversations is the humidity we're living in. The water in the air called humidity is vital to your everyday health and life. And because of the climate change and the temperature changing, your body is fluctuating and the dehydration of your life is changing. And we're trying to get, make it possible for you to learn to discover with us on the Sharon Kleina Hour how to be proactive and take better care of yourself. We know the world is listening and the bloggers are out there helping. And, and uh, we are airing from Grants Pass, Oregon, in the United States of America. And those of you that are listening around the world to come in and look at uh, other shows that we've had will soon be on five years in March. And I've had almost 440 guests from all over the world. We've been in countries like Kenya. We've been in Holland. We go into Canada. We've been in England, and I could go on in Sweden. We've been around the world, and, of course, here in the United States. We've been all over, and our guests make this show possible. And I want to thank all of the guests and our guests today for joining us. What I believe is very social entrepreneur. I ran into that description recently, and people said, Sharon, you are a social entrepreneur because you've given your life to what will hopefully make the world a better place in my vision, and I tackled the water. I'll always be in water and the humidity. But every single guest that we've had on, to me, is a social entrepreneur. They want to make the world a better place. And this kind of show kind of sets apart individuals who are not, that's not their concern. This show, every single person, that is their concern. So we want you to join us today. And remember, the population is growing every single week. The U.S. population grew last week by 39,367 people. The world population grew 1,481,012 people. So remember, our world is moving, our world is changing, and the planet Earth, as you probably remember when I had a guest on here from NASA, and um, uh, and, and he'd been with NASA for many years, and now he's with NOAA, we were talking about how Earth must have an influence with the rest of of the universe, because Earth, as we know it, has water, and that has an influence on all of the universe. So we had a quite a... 
a, a lot to gain and we have a lot to lose if we don't take better care of our planet and take better care of ourselves. Today I have an exciting guest. I was really looking forward to having him on, Dr. Daniel Tugood. He's the author of Chronic Pain, Gone in 90 Days, and he specializes in eliminating that pain and studying it and researching it, and let's call him that social entrepreneur because he's a chiropractor and he believes that there's ways to learn how to take better care of yourself and not probably get on that medication that too many people are getting on painkillers, that they should not be on painkillers. They should learn more of nature's way of getting rid of the pain. And then also we have, again, our guest, Lillian Brummett. And Lillian has been on before. She's in Canada. She's coming to us from Canada. And today we're going to talk about trash-talking charities and and the Canadian Wildlife Federation and Seeds of Diversity. And uh, she has a book out about that, and we'll listen about what she is thinking about uh, the future of our concerns of our life on this planet, too. We're going to listen to our sponsor, which is Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know that the surface of your eyes has a tear film? No, the doctors don't discuss it, but now they can. There is a new product out called Nature's Tears Eye Mist to supplement the tear film. Do you know what dry eye is? Dry eye is the lack of water at the surface of the tear film. And the aqueous layer of your tear film is 99% water. And what is dry eye? Depletion of water. Dehydration. The only product worldwide is Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist, 100% tissue culture water to supplement the eyes. All natural. Like you drink a glass of water, plain water is, is a, a supplement not the waters with added ingredients or added whatever. It's got to be plain water to drink. To supplement the eyes, it must be the water to supplement with just a mist. It doesn't even run the cosmetics, softens the crow's feet, wonderful for contact lenses and for any purpose of life and sitting by that computer all day, and you all know what that is. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature Sears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Dr. Tugood. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. 
Our, doc, our guest today is Dr. Daniel Tugood. Are you with us? I am with us, and thank you very much for having me on. And uh, Dr. Tugood, I can barely hear you. I know we're in a technology of communications here. Um, can I, I, I can't hear you very well. Can you hear me okay? Is this better? That is better. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming on. I have a real concern about what is happening with all the pain complaints out there. Uh, and before we go into that and what you've been learning with your discoveries, but tell us a little bit about you, Dr. Tugood. Uh, you, you're obviously a chiropractor, and yes. uh, that profession has come a long way. It has. To and, understand and what that means uh, and why, how important a chiropractor is to our lives. But how, how, tell us a little bit about you personally. Well, I've been practicing since 1982, and uh, uh, the reason I've written the books I've written, and my newest one is called Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days, is because the things I've learned in practice are different than what, I've learned, what I learned in school. <clears throat> and the information I want to share with the listeners today has to do with the fact that, that conventional medicine is ineffective in treating chronic pain specifically. In fact, that's why it's called chronic pain. Chronic means there is no hope. It basically, your doctor, if he, if he says you have chronic back pain or chronic psoriasis or chronic irritable bowel syndrome, he's telling you or he, she's telling you that there is no hope. You can take medication to mask the symptoms, but chronic means the symptoms are not going to go away. And I, I like the word, you know, we, I'm doing a writing today, and I was just telling my writer, I don't want to use the word chronic. Right. There and uh, so that's kind of a coincidence. I agree with you. I yeah, think the, it's in been the first, a, a, in the first a couple pages, In the first couple pages of my book, I, I put chronic equals no hope. And in my mind, there's always hope. And, and that's because, like you talked about water, the human, the human being is a really, really well-built organism. It works really, really well. You know, you can run over a human with a car, throw them off a building, and they will heal. But chronic pain is lack of healing. And so, you know, when a doctor tells you there is no hope and all you can do is take medication, I don't believe that. And that's basically because of what I've seen. We have a really, really well-built healing mechanism that will heal. And it, took, pain, and it took millions of years to build that DNA up to do that. Exactly. You and, don't want to throw it out the door. <laughs> right. And, and the problem with, with the DNA and with the healing mechanism today is we're having right. to deal with things that we haven't had to deal with for a long time. And, and the crux of the book is that most people understand pain as being a physical phenomenon. You fell down, you burnt yourself, you cut yourself, etc. Chronic pain is a chemical phenomenon. It, it is a, a, a pain. It feels exactly like regular pain, but it doesn't heal because ongoing inflammation is being fed by something, and that's chemical in nature. I'm glad so, you said nature there. Yeah. Right, and, and so what's happened is we are being exposed to substances now that, that we are not designed to, uh, to deal with. And, and the biggest, well, the biggest uh, problem with, with chronic pain that I see, the biggest cause of it, is specific allergens and toxins, that is, specific substances that are in the diet and in the food additives we're exposed to, and in the medication that we're, that uh, so many people are being prescribed. You now, know, Doctor, may I? I'm glad you hit on that. In fact, that's what I had in my notes as I studied before you came on today. It's just amazing how pain is out of control. It is. Uh, there, we, I was just watching a uh, news release yesterday on all of these medications that are being put out on the market to uh, rid pain and mental stress and 
Well, and that's, by the way, stress is a pain right. of another kind. And people are becoming addicted to medication. Exactly. And, and the medication, if you watch, if anybody watches primetime TV, you'll see uh, three-quarters of the ads are for medications. Oh, and, and they have all the warnings in there. To right, and the, so the first ten seconds are, are the butterflies and, and how wonderful you'll feel and, and et cetera. And then the net, the, most of the commercial is what could possibly happen to you. And that's because these side effects are there because uh, medications are, are toxic substances. They will, they will unbalance your system. And, but what, when they do that, you may get something. It, it's going to interfere with some function like uh, uh, channel blockers and, 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 and uh, anti-inflammatories. But you have to realize that inflammation is, is what causes pain, but inflammation is also part of the healing process. And if you take an anti-inflammatory, which so many people do, like ibuprofen and Motrin and, and these pills, then you're interfering with the normal healing process. The problem is the doctors haven't told you why you have this ongoing inflammation and why it's not going away. Let's back up for a second, <clears throat> excuse me, so the audience understands. When you say, and we don't take for granted, everybody thinks the way you do when you describe a word with your background. When oh, I've you say inflammation, what does that mean to the audience? Inflammation if you have pain, any kind of pain, there is an inflammatory process going on. And what inflammation is, inflammation is your body's biochemical response to some form of stress. If you, if you, are, uh, if you get a splinter in your finger or you cut yourself, it will get red and swollen, and your, your body is, is sending chemicals to that area to fight the invasion. And this is an ongoing process. But, you know, if you do a simple injury like a cut, you'll see that it gets inflamed, it swells. But over the course of a very reasonable period of time, hours, days, and weeks, that, that injury will heal and go away, and the inflammation is gone. That's what nature intended. Now, and we've been learning more about the body and its toxin. Now, when you have not been drinking enough water, which is a solvent, I mean water without added ingredients, and I hope you agree with me, mm-hmm. plain water to drink that's safe, of course, water, to drink enough 8 to 10 glasses of water a day within a 24-hour period, and you're, that's your solvent, but if your body is not eating properly and you have a, and, you, and the air outside your body is not giving you the flexibility uh, that it requires for the humidity to give you, you're all of a sudden backing up with toxin. So what you must do is to learn as a person, how can you get rid of the inflammation without taking a bunch of pills that cause more dehydration that causes you more toxin? Exactly. And now, and, would you explain to them with your background what I just said? Okay. Well, first of all, I did it with on, my on background the, in dehydration studies. On the water issue, if you're toxic, which basically is the standard American diet and the medications, which so many Americans are being exposed to in processed foods, uh, food additives, fast foods, restaurant foods, sodium, uh, unnatural un- foods. When when you mm-hmm. consume a lot of toxic substances like we do and you don't consume any water, you have a higher concentration of the toxin go- toxins going through your body. And so you're going to have more of a reaction to them. And you can see it if you look at the American people. You know, when I look at people, I look at their skin, I, I look too. at their mood, their demeanor, their hair, etc. And, and, and you can yeah. see if people yeah. are, are uh, uh, being exposed to toxins and allergens, and, and yeah. most Americans are, quite frankly. Oh, wait. Oh, all over the world. All over the world. In fact, uh, Dr. Tugud, I've been doing a lot of study in China, and we're preparing to go into China, and our, we're, our company. And can you imagine 
the education it must be so has to be proactive over there to live those people cannot just stand up and walk away they're having to live with one of the worst pollution there's no worse pollution than in china right and and that's you know everybody want to do with the do away with the EPA you know if we keep uh, you know the EPA has saved us from a lot of things i don't want to get on that issue but you know love canal back in the 70s uh companies were allowed to dump toxic waste into water that eventually made its way to humans and because that was stopped you know waterways across this country have been saved and are now non-toxic but it's an ongoing battle well the but, i find also something doctor that we need to bring to attention to individuals to realize that the air you're breathing is uh, in a climate change, and the climate change is for very real. It will happen forever, and that moisture in the air called humidity is is polluted and having a temperature change where the body is struggling and being becoming more dehydrated than ever in time. I know with your background, you may say I'm right. I've had doctors themselves have to go to the doctor for a uh, virus or something that has happened in their health, and and that uh, their fr- their friend the doctor told their friend the doctor, you're too dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Well, and we are finding today, and then now back to pain. Uh, I'm, right, I'm pain noticing is, pain is that it, people know. are so dehydrated, they're not keeping up with drinking enough water and then into the diet. That's why they want to go to the doctor and make the doctor their God to say, please fix me in a hurry. I have this pain when they didn't want to take enough time to study what they could do to themselves proactively right. to reduce and, the pain and, and, and get rid of it. And I was reading about your side of your research has also been in nutrition. I brought in a lot of doctors on this show, doctor on nutrition. I've had the author of the China Diet, and uh, I've had no end of doctors throughout the country and the world on diet. And uh, we're now trying to get another doctor on uh, that's the author of preventative heart disease and diet. And uh, the thing about it is, as you said here too, your diet every day has a lot to do with your pain. Right, and and you know, I think I think your listeners might at some point get overwhelmed because of all the different things we're doing to ourselves in our air and our water and our food. But I try to boil it down to what you can do for yourself for you. to to eliminate your pain. You can you can be proactive for yourself. You know, it's really hard to change what what uh, is happening to our air and water. But you know what? You are in absolute control of what you put in your mouth. And our most intimate contact. Go. Our most intimate contact with substances that either nourish us or poison us is what we put in our mouths. And the accidental discovery I made back in 1985 was that most pain is caused by substances, specific substances. And so the first book I wrote back in 1991 was called No Milk. Now, cow's milk... Yeah, I is, noticed that, and I was really pleased with that. Now, tell us about that. Why did well, you do well, that? Well, if you think about it logically, cow's milk is specifically designed to be the perfect nutrient for a baby cow, not for a human. Now, certainly there are humans who can smoke, drink, and do all kinds of things, including eating milk and dairy foods, and have absolutely no problems. But there are lots of substances in cow's milk that are unnatural for humans and can cause problems and do. The accidental discovery I made in 85 was that most chronic pain, whether it's fibromyalgia, arthritis, back pain, headaches, etc., is caused, this is most, that's more than 50% of the cases, are caused by a specific protein called casein, C-A-S-E-I-N. It's the main protein in cow's milk and dairy foods. Most people who have these chronic diseases that doctors tell them they must take medication for, 
like the ones I said, fibromyalgia, arthritis, and back pain, would be eliminated completely within 90 days, actually quicker than that, if they completely eliminate all sources of casein, which is the milk protein. It's in, of course, milk and cheese and yogurt, ice cream, cottage cheese, all the dairy foods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not in eggs. And there's, it's in another form called caseinate, uh, which is in uh, uh, supposedly non-dairy items like the non-dairy coffee creamers that people are exposed to are uh, can ha- have sodium caseinate in them, and this will also cause the inflammatory reaction that causes most chronic pain. Anybody who is sensitive to casein in dairy foods, which is most people with chronic pain, are also sensitive to, and you're going to hate me for this, chocolate. Chocolate is no, I'm not. In fact, it's a dehydrator. Yeah, so there you go, chocolate. And, you know, research there's a connection with all yeah. of your work, the dehydration. I look at it from an inflammatory point of view, which is an inflammation is, is a sign that your body is being stressed physically, exactly. mentally, and chemically. And there so you you, what you can, you know, it's, it's hard for some people to control many aspects of their life, their air, their water, their, their, their emotional lives, etc. but you can absolutely control what you put in your mouth. And the very first thing I would tell anybody with chronic pain is no dairy foods and no chocolate although the list goes on. Yeah. Now, uh, this show is about being proactive, and uh, they can understand the, the relationship that is... Co- we have to learn to live with this planet, and th- that came ac- actually from the beginning of time. And as we're getting better educated, I think the most exciting thing I'm going to take on and you're taking on, and I'll call them social entrepreneurs are taking on, is how can we make a difference and make a better way to live on this planet and live to be healthy and be vulnerable to being a, 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 being a healthier person. I always say at the end of this show, Earth has a secret, Doctor. Embrace your life every special moment. But Earth is whispering. Don't say goodbye. And when, the reason I say that, Doctor, is because you need to take care of yourself and leave something behind. Mm-hmm. that is important to making a better life. And the show means to be proactive. So when I bring up the air and the water, and that means there's issues that each person has the freedom to be proactive. How many freedoms have been taken away from you every day, doctor? Right. But you but we, still have we freedom have to, to make a decision in your own mind and not even have to tell another human being what you're going to, yes, you just said, what you're going to put in your mouth. Right. Well, what, what, what people will say to me is, is, are you telling me that I cannot eat dairy foods? And I said, no, I'm absolutely not telling you that. I'm telling you that what I've seen in my practice, and I'm telling you that, in my opinion, based on your diet and your symptoms, that you are having a problem with a particular food. You don't have to, to, to stop eating those foods. You don't have to do anything. But my job is hard. Uh, you know, I control my own diet, but trying to educate people to, con- to change their diets, that's why I'm talking on the radio and, and written my books now, because one-on-one with patients is very difficult. Many patients are closed-minded right from the get-go. And if I'm going to spend a half an hour or an hour with this patient talking about their diet, and in the back of their mind they're going, this guy's a quack, then I've really wasted my time. But if I can talk to hundreds or thousands of people at one time, right. there, will be, there will be the naysayers, but there will be the oh, people that's okay. who are, Naysayers come around someday. (laughs) Because they they are responsible for for how how they feel. I started my career and my profession in research studying the water and the humidity and all that. And all of a sudden today, doctor, they're going, oh, my gosh, she'll probably be nominated for a prize someday for this one. And the thing about it is, is you're right. Um, Getting out there and getting the message out there is very important, and a lot along the way, when individuals begin to look at them, their own choice of life that day, it comes day by day. We all have the same 24 hours a day. That all of a sudden they'll think, I remember when Doctor Too Good had suggested something 
that I look at. And thanks to the Internet today, doctor, they can go and study that. Right. And what's, what's happened, which really helps me, is that, is that when my wife told me when I first wrote, wrote my first book called No Milk, she said, you're 20 years before your time. People are going to think you're crazy. Well, oh, I did it with, I, I'm like you. I did it way yeah, well, it's, but guess it's, what? It hasn't, We're at it the hasn't right really, time and the right place right now. Right. It hasn't become really faddish that dairy foods are, are bad for you. However, when we go down the list of toxins and allergens that can cause pain, fourth on the list is a substance called gluten. Now, gluten is the main protein in wheat, and guess what? That's very popular now. So more people are willing to consider that because it's sort of a fad. You know, and hey, I'm going to cut out gluten. They don't really know why they're cutting out gluten, but it, it seems like the thing to do. Uh, you know, gluten can also cause uh, chronic pain, but it's not nearly as, as common as number one is dairy foods, number two is chocolate, which is included in dairy foods, and number three is a food additive called monosodium glutamate, which is a chemical flavor enhancer uh, famous for its use in Chinese food. A lot of people will say to me, oh, I thought that stuff was banned. No, quite contrary. It's, it's, it's more popular than ever, and it's in almost all processed foods. Now, is that the ad, ad additive that uh, stimulates the taste? Yes, it stimulates yes, the taste. Yes, I've tongue, read about it, that. The, the reason that. it does yeah. that is because it's a nerve toxin, and so it, yes, it, it has a, a toxic response on your, your taste buds, and, and yes. so you, you have a hallucination that is a good taste, but in fact the, the substance gets into the bloodstream and can cause the most common symptoms are panic attacks, mood changes, heart palpitations, and migraines. Craving, and cravings. Yeah, and and you know, and people, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'm just a depressed person or I'm an unhappy person. Oh, it comes with my it comes with my genes. Right, and and see, I don't that, agree with that. That's that's the problem with the mentality of American people is, and their doctors have convinced them that they just have arthritis and they just have depression. And my and mother they, and my grandfather came with my genes. Yes, I, I just have this stuff. You know, you you are in control of that stuff. You know, yes, and they and. Are. And 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 it's and the most Every powerful person. effect on your health is is controlling what you put in your mouth. And so it's it's chocolate, dairy, uh, uh, MSG and aspartame, which is an all gum, gluten, and then medications. And and the medications I've seen so many cases. It's um it's really sad that people believe that you know the medical doctors are the ones you should go to for your health because they're the scientists and chiropractors and acupuncturists are quacks who don't know what they're doing and it it's just the opposite you know you're if you go to a medical doctor he or she's going to listen to you for a few minutes and then his head is going okay what am i going to prescribe and they will prescribe exactly. something for you and well, and i'm going to be substance. fair to the doctor too and i'm going to be fair to all the food companies is when I did my analytical side of my studies, I could see the reason the food companies came up with all that crummy stuff in the food is because people wouldn't eat it unless they did. And then all of a sudden, some other food company did do it that way. They made it so everybody would be craving the taste, whatever it may be, and they sold more than the other food company who didn't want to do it, and then they all got on the bandwagon. Right. Same thing with doctors. They know when the patient comes in, the patient can become a liability if they don't try to figure out something quick to for the patient to leave with the satisfaction. I will write you a prescription or go to your nearest drugstore and, 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 and take to your medicine cabinet. Every time you need something, you can go to your medicine cabinet. Right. And I, that's why this show is is where it's at. We don't want individuals to think that way. We're hoping that people want to be more proactive, more human about being disciplined as a human is on this planet and think about in their mind the freedom of choices and how they can have a better choice than running to the medicine cabinet and becoming addictive. Right, and and there are always going to be the patients that that's what they want. They want the quick fix. They don't want to take the responsibility. And they become addictive. 
But it has to be one of the choices that when, when a doctor talks to a patient, he can say, listen, you can take the medication, we can cut out that bad organ, or you can change your diet. Now let's get into the diet real quick because uh, we don't have much time, and I want to have you on again. I hope, doctor, I know you're busy, Anytime. but I'd like to get into some other sides of this because you're really good at this, and you come across with the right directions for people to think very quickly. But on the food side, I've had no end of people on here about the nutrition and what is happening out there with the foods today. What is it that you think people should eat? We've got three minutes left. What do they should be thinking about their diet? Because we've got to learn how to. We're not living out in the crops any longer. We're not plowing the fields. We're not riding horses across the ranges. This is modern time, mm-hmm. and we're living with a whole different lifestyle. How should they be eating today? Well, a lot of people uh, who, who are selling diets right now want to want to make it seem very complicated. You know, you have to calculate calories and fats and carbs and all that kind of stuff. But I look at it as a very simple approach. When you go to the grocery store, you should, number one, get foods that don't have labels on them. Uh, you know, I, the, I can tell you the chemicals in certain foods that cause problems, and people go, oh, my God, I've got to read all these labels. And they go, no, you don't. Just go buy the foods that don't have labels. Well, what is that? Go to the produce section. So, very simple. Go to the produce section and get any fruits and vegetables you want, as, as much ah, as you want. Yeah. Uh, you can actually go to the butcher counter. Uh, you can go to the butcher counter and get pure meat. People will argue, yeah, but they're treated with uh, with uh, uh, steroids and blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, there's only so much you can do. But, uh, you know, go to the butcher counter and get pure meat. That's hamburger, fish, chicken, turkey, pork. All of those uh, uh, foods are okay. Do not go to the deli counter because all of that meat is chemicalized and processed. You don't want processed meats like salami, bologna, pastrami. Even canned tuna is treated with monosodium glutamate. So you get pure, natural whole I just whole started to ask you about tuna. And and there are some. I knew that they were thinking that way. Yeah, if you get low sodium tuna, you'll get it with no MSG. But okay. other ones, they hide it under the name of uh, of uh, vegetable broth. So you get yourself some. Um, I'm a big fan of eggs. I think eggs are healthy food. So you get eggs. You get pure meats. You get produce out in the aisles. You can get rice. You can get uh, dried beans. Uh, you can get frozen vegetables if you like. And that's it. Now, and, and to we drink. Go today, and what to do you drink? think about the vegan diet? It's becoming very satisfactory to a lot of people's lifestyle because they feel so good about right. and, uh, to be a and vegan. There's on there. being and a vegan. I don't want to lose people who, who think that vegan is over the top. We actually are, you know, vegan is the best diet. The problem, one of the problems I have to mention with the vegan diet is that a lot of people who still want the taste of meat will eat the products that are manufactured and include textured vegetable protein. You know, they look and taste like meat, but they're not. TVP contains MSG, which is a nerve toxin. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah. it's not good for you. But whole natural foods and drink only water. And, and you know, that's... Well, thank that's, you, thank you, because that is that. If we can... They just found this man who'd been missing in one of, out there in, the, in some country, and he'd been missing for two months... He was, his car was buried under an enormous amount of snow, and he survived for two months on drinking melted snow. Mm-hmm. And so that proves, but you have, I'll give you one minute left to be able to close today, and I hope I can have you on again, because I really oh. want to dive in to pain, nutrition, and addiction. Yeah, so, so the, basically the, the crux of the book, Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days, is that you can control your chronic pain and eliminate it by changing your diet and eliminating medication. The worst pills on the market are the cholesterol pills. No one should take those. Uh, but as far as the diet, it's dairy foods, it's chocolate, it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, MSG and aspartame. And sugar. 
and, and processed foods and too much sugar and, yeah. and aspartame. Uh, you can go to my website at uh, chronicpaingone90days.com okay. or you can email me if you have questions at, at drtwogood at aol.com. Uh, you can get my book on the web page. It will be in Barnes & Noble in the next, uh, I think, starting in March. Uh, or you can call me anytime and ask me questions at 760-953-0861. If you want to order a book right away, you can just send $20 to Dr. Toogood at P.O. Box 3812, Apple Valley, California, 92308. What your what your nine two three zero seven. I'm sorry. What your listeners should know is that there is hope for chronic pain. You can change it, but you've got to change what you're putting in your mouth. And I think right. everybody, if they could just think, when you sit down to a meal, I'm in total control right now. I can either nourish myself or poison myself. What am I going to do? And if you have some simple guidelines, and, not, that and get, in my try book, to save lives, some of these people from getting addictive to their medications, and that's gotten out of control. I want to have you on again, and I'll have Polly Featherton call you and set up a time that's convenient. But there's so much to discuss here today, and I really uh, have appreciated your time today. Well, well, thank you very much for having me on, and, and uh, keep up the good work, and, and we'll uh, keep change as many work. lives as we can. Okay, well, thank you, and you be well. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. You have a nice day. That was a wow, because there was so much to learn, and he filled in so fastly, quickly, so much for us to learn. Always remember, what you put in your mouth is vital. And uh, the addiction's out of control today, and they're talking pain. Uh, pain, pain can be almost anything today. So just drink a lot of water. Let that be your savior, to drink a lot of water and eat the proper foods. And if you want to cheat once in a while, but remember, drink a ton of water after you cheated because if you've done it once in a while. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the only method worldwide to be able to supplement the eyes for dry eye. Did you know that eye drops flood the tear film, cause the drying? Yes, of course, that's chemicals. Formulations, Nature's Tears Eye Mist is all-natural tissue culture water with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Lillian Brumnell. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to listen and talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. 
Lillian, are you with us? Um, Sharon, thank you for having me on your show today. I'm so excited about our discussion. Well, it is exciting, and I want the audience to know I'm talking to Lillian Brummett. She is an author. She is in British Columbia, Canada today. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us a little bit about you, Lillian, and then you can start telling us what you're here. I'm calling a lot of my guests social entrepreneurs because I started learning about the description of social entrepreneurs worldwide are people who want to make the world a better place and they're willing to go out of their way and do something about it um, with their own pocketbooks besides somebody else's pocketbook and uh, tell us a little bit about you and your husband well you know you almost described me right there actually <laughs> uh, i had a i had a wake-up call in in um, the 1990s the late 1990s that really had me uh, re-evaluating my life and the direction that I was going. Uh, you know, I originally came from a broken home. I was on my own when I was 13 years old. I put myself through school. I ended up becoming a, an entrepreneur, having my own uh, business that was run successfully for about six years. I got involved in a car accident, and basically that, that took everything away. I had uh, over a year in full-time therapy, and then many years after that of, of uh, working with, learning to live with the, uh, you know, the injuries and the pain that came from the the accident. So it basically uh, gave me a good shoulder shake and, and had me realizing that the direction that I was going was not where I wanted to be. I, it re- made me realize that I needed to know that my life had some kind of value. I mean, when I looked back, I wanted to be able to look back with pride, um, to be able to sort of look at my... Uh, meet the eyes of my ancestors, so to speak, with with some with some pride that I was able to uh, use my life effectively in some way, and that became a high priority for me. But I didn't know what direction I wanted to go, so uh, it started out really with um, evaluating some of my past experiences, some of the passions that I had. I took some courses in that regard in, in uh, defining myself, learning learning about myself. Um, doing a lot of self-evaluation tests and that kind of thing, personality tests, in order to just really learn about me because I was so busy trying to um, conform to quote-unquote normal life that I didn't really know who I was or what direction I needed to go. I'll back you up for just a second, and I'm going to evaluate something you just said that I think, Lillian, is so important to everyone Mm -hmm. to live on this planet from birth is to get to know yourself. Yes. And what makes you the person you are and what, how you can live to learn, learn to live in your skin, but also live away from the skin and your particular choices of faith, but also give back to yourself knowing that you'll, when you are successful at getting to know who you are, you will not be as sensitive about the rest of the world because well, you'll be learning what, what you, about who you are. That's the thing. You know, once I started on that path of, of living my passion and feeling like, you know, every day, everything that I was doing was having an impact on the planet in some positive way, it changed my entire... Learn to live in your own skin before you tell somebody else how to live in theirs. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it changes your whole life. I, I felt like uh, like I had a reason Have for getting Have you many times had people say uh, to you through your years uh, now that, they think you're maybe a little overconfident or maybe you're in control of whatever and they're not realizing that you're really comfortable in your own skin and you're not really trying to get anybody anything, but they, they have to realize that you learned how to be comfortable with yourself 
And that is so important for people to be proactive about their health and their choices and living with the planet nature of the earth is being comfortable with yourself. Mm. Absolutely. Right. Now, you're where you're at today. You came from age 13, being out there on your own, which, by the way, you are a social entrepreneur in the description of the world to make the world a better place because you did it. You learned how to live with yourself. You did it. And you're where you're at today. Now, um, tell me where you're at today. Well, uh, I keep very, very busy these days. I'm involved with a lot of different charities and nonprofit organizations. Um, I do a lot of work with uh, the local literacy groups. I have uh, a blog that I run that goes up every single day, and I'm offering all kinds of information from that blog. It's called the Brummett's Conscious Blog, and I offer things like, uh, you know, eco-innovations, new technological innovations that are happening that is just absolutely inspiring that addresses issues that our world is facing. I I, uh, have a a section called the Referral Corner, and that's where I highlight a lot of nonprofit organizations. I do interviews. I have all kinds of information happening there. In fact, I have no shortage of content, and so I'm able to do that blog every single day. I have a radio show that's similar to yours that goes up every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, where I have Sunday gardening segments, positive news segments, world of writing segments and interview segments where I have uh, feature individuals that are really inspiring. They're really working hard to make the world a better place, and so I bring them on the show to share their story and -hmm. hopefully inspire our listeners as well. So I keep very busy with those activities, and of course, uh, I'm the author of uh, Going on Five Books now. So I'm very busy marketing those and, you know, updating them and new releases and all kinds of stuff going Uh on behind scenes. <laughs> and I'm looking back at you, and I'm glad you shared with us what happened at 13, age 13. That is such an exciting uh, story, because people out there in the world think of the word, a, the numbers age, to be something that you have to wait for certain things in your life. And, and I'm looking at, at listening to you from age 13, the desires that you had, the compassion you had, the love of of the planet Earth, what faith, whatever, and you gave back to yourself as you could give back to others, and that's what you're doing today. You're paying it forward, giving back. Yeah, and I had to also, to myself, in the mirror, that woman in the mirror, I had to almost justify the reason why I had gone through what I did, why I survived what I did, why was I here today as opposed to, you know, uh, many other situations that could have happened. And so... It really brought a lot of meaning to my life and continues to. Right. Now, today, you and your husband, uh, you work together, don't you? Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah and what, is his, what does he do? Okay, well, he does the website. Uh, he's the website savvy guy. Okay. <laughs> he does the graphics, the images, the book covers. He's the proofreader. He's the editor. Uh-huh. He's my sounding board. He does the audio uh, intro, outro, and and. Uh, commercials and things like that for the radio show. The entrepreneur is uh, what you're doing. Now, how long have you been married? 25 years now. Uh-huh. Wonderful. Do you have a family? Uh, just the two of us. We have two, two fur people. kids. You are? <laughs> nine kids. <laughs> how many kids? We have our two canine kids. Oh, two canine kids. <laughs> and what type of uh, uh, pets do you have? 
Well, uh, right now we've had many pets in the past. We're, we're great believers in, in uh, adopting rescued animals, uh, often oh. on animals that are not adoptable, so we re- rehabilitate them. Oh, we have wow. I'm glad I asked you these questions. Um, oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, I just got, my husband was given on Father's Day here in the United States, uh, uh, on Father's Day, a three-month chocolate lab. Oh, yes. And uh, she is now, she's going to be one year old in March. 14th, and I will tell you, Lillian, you can tell your husband, we have spoiled her. It's a she. Her name is Sophia badly. (laughs) She sleeps on top of the bed with us. Uh, We are always, she's always with us. We hire babysitters to take care of her. (laughs) (laughs) And we had had no end of animals. They'd all passed away. We loved every one of them, but we'd never had a chocolate lab. And we found out a chocolate lab has a whole different personality. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Every every breed has a new personality, and then you get the breed mixes. Like right now, we have a border collie, um, chocolate lab cross. Uh, oh. He's our oldest dog, and then our youngest dog. I think she's three years now. She might be four. Um, she's a, uh, a. I think they call it a shepherd mute. So that'd be a shepherd Malamute cross. Wow. Yeah, so they each have their own personalities. What I recommend to anyone that's going to be adopting animals, even if you know it's a cross of several different breeds or, or you think it might be of different breeds, go online and do some research on those breeds because there's some genetic um, tendencies with, with different breeds that you can prepare yourself a little bit more for what that uh, dog personality might be bringing into your home and it just helps you when it comes to the training you know if you know the dog's going to have a lot of energy in this regard or maybe it's a dog that likes to run or or doesn't like to do much and likes to be lazy so it's good to know that kind of information exactly it's fun it makes it fun to have a pet the pet becomes a member of the family then oh yeah yeah in our household it's they become our children (laughs) now today you want to come on and tell us some exciting things that you're doing is there anything in there that you would like to tell the audience? Because we've got about t- uh, six minutes left. Wow, the time went by so fast, didn't it? Well, yeah. you know, I, I think the most, um, the thing that would appeal to your audience the most is our book's uh, series called Trash Talk. Now, that series started out as a column that was published uh, biweekly for about six or seven years before I produced the first book that was also called Trash Talk. Now, just recently, um, the contract with that publisher ran out, and we decided to update that book, and it became so large that we divided it into two books. So it's Trash Talk Volume 1 and Trash Talk Volume 2. Now, tell our audience why you called it Trash Talking. Well, you know, it's quite funny because there's a negative connotation with the term Trash Talk, and we're all about changing the negative to the positive. So what our idea of trash talk is learning about waste management, you know, the zero waste movement. So we okay. talk about refusing, reducing, re- reusing, recycling, rotting, like composting, um, and it's also a common sense uh, thing, a conservation so for energy and water, right. the environment. So we cover quite a bit in those, those two books. You know, something that comes to my mind, uh, Lillian, is have you ever gone to a home and noticed that the person, every time, they, this is simple, but it's true, every time they take a shower, they use another towel. They don't have to use a towel for each shower. They can hang it up on a towel rack and let it dry, and they wouldn't have as much washing. Yeah, you know, well, it's amazing. Much water, when you really use as much soap and going into the 
septic systems, and there's things to do. There's things to do every day that people can learn to turn off the lights when you leave the room. Do you need a light in there at all if it's bright enough? There's things to learn to save energy and to, and to recycle and and, and and make the world an exciting uh, place uh, by learning to conserve and not be so careless about the, the luxury that's offered to them that they don't have to overextend luxury by not using common sense. Well, you know, and that's why we came up with the, the book series is because um, we really felt that individuals out there, they want to make a difference, but they feel like they can't. They're just one person, just little old me in this whole big world. What kind of difference can I make? And so what we do is we share statistics. We show them, you know, what kind of difference does it make, how much money they're saving, how many gallons of water they're saving, how much energy they're saving. And we, you know, give them all kinds of equivalents that they can relate to, like, for instance, just uh, recycling one single tin can can save enough energy on this planet to power your television set for four hours. So things like that that people may not understand the power of doing these little tiny, so-called little tiny actions, and then it empowers them as an individual. They realize, wow, you know, I can make a difference, and then they want to participate more because they feel like they're making a difference. So I think that this is a really important tool that people need to have. Now, what have you been learning about water? Because you're in a country of enormous amount of water uh, out there in the world. Uh, the most beautiful country of the world is Canada. I've been there. I love it. In fact, they're going to be coming there here soon again. But what are you learning about water that the world needs to hear? Well, you know, it's true. Canada does have 25% of the world's fresh water supply. But at the same time, we're also facing drought in a lot of our, our regions simply because our aquifers are shrinking, the rivers are becoming polluted, things like that, just like other countries are going now, through. Now, does Canada have dams to, to save the water so it doesn't, if it has a more drought year, that the aquifers are having more prime, you know, dams create below them a priming of an aquifer to be able to hold it and protect it so that there is a drought coming, there will always be water because there's a dam there. Do you have very many dams? We have a lot of dams, and we have a lot of hydropower here. We, we don't do coal burning. We're very uh, we're pretty clean country in that regard. Um, uh-huh. So we have a lot of hydropower, which requires a lot of damming of okay. our river. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh-huh. You know, there's there's really simple things that people can do in their home, and, and we list dozens and dozens of ideas in our in our book, Trash Talk. Um, one of the most important things to do is for people to consider upgrading their toilets. Toilets use 30% of the household water use, and older toilets, like back in 1980, they use as much as 20 liters of water per flush. 1990 versions only use 13 liters, but the more modern ones use anywhere between 3 and 6 liters. So this is oh. the importance mm-hmm. of upgrading. Mm-hmm. So offices and homes, if you can consider upgrading a toilet, really easy to do. There's lots of YouTube videos on how to do it yourself for those of you who are, you know, do-it-yourselfers, and you can save a huge amount of water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What have you learned about recycling, for example, like batteries? Everything with batteries today. Can you imagine how many batteries are being thrown away a day? Yeah, you really, there's a lot of... Uh, a have lot you of, ever studied uh, that, Lillian? 
Absolutely. We have a full section on batteries in the book as well. And there's a lot of places you can go online. Earth uh, 911 is a great source resource okay. online, earth911.com, where you can find all kinds of recycling options for your batteries. Personally, okay. what we've done is as we've gotten different items for the home, uh, you know, telephones to clickers to the, to the television or whatever, what we do is we replace any of those batteries with rechargeable batteries, and so that we're able to reduce the number that ends up okay. going into the recycling system. But it's very important to make sure they go into the recycling system. Uh-huh. That is a good one. Can you think of anything else that people could use some common sense with? Well, you know, when it comes to uh, water use, one of the things I think that is uh, something that we don't realize is that we turn on the tap way too often and we let it run far too long. So if we're doing shaving, for instance, we need to put a bowl of water in the sink and do our shaving from that bowl of water rather than running Mm -hmm. the tap. We can save gallons and gallons of water every single day by turning off the tap when we're brushing our teeth because we only need to wet the toothbrush and then we can brush it. That's exactly what I do. Okay, we have yeah. a half a, mo- a second, uh, half a minute left. Okay. Uh, what would you like to tell the audience before you go? And I'd like to have you on again someday because you have a lot of hints there uh, of getting people reminding them again after they even think, "Well, I know that," but you, you're a, you're a good reminder. So, what would you like to say to your audience? Well, I'd like to tell everyone out there that you do have the power to make a difference. Every little thing that you do really does cause this ripple effect on the planet. You are influencing your neighbors, your family, your friends just by doing. And this is a really powerful, powerful thought that we can have this kind of impact on the planet. So don't be afraid to try things, see what you can reduce, let other people know what you're doing, see if you can have some contests that work, that kind of thing. Anything that you can do to make a difference. When we often, you know, we get angry, we, we want to point fingers, we want to shake our fists at the sky. Why don't these people take care of things? Why aren't they regulating this and that? And really that hero we're seeking, it's the person in the mirror. And so we can all Thank you for saying that. It's the individual responsibility. And that's a freedom. It is. To be responsible. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining us today. Tell your husband I said hello, and you keep up the good work, Lillian. I will do. Thank you so much. You're very special. Thank you. And I do want to mention that your Nature's Tears Eye Mist, it's fantastic. I use it all the time, being that I'm on the computer a lot. Is it all the time? Yeah, we're just in the midst of uh, working with a licensing partner who's going to take it to all the computers of the world. So thank you for saying that. Well, you're welcome. And you come on again, We and God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye, and be well. Well, did we learn a lot today. Um, something that I say every show, I started this show and my research, because water is a primary focus of all life on Earth, and without it you will not live. But also the humidity is water, and that's what we're living in every day is humidity. Drink 8 to 10 glasses of water a day, sleep right, eat right. If you need to cheat once in a while, learn that you got to, the solvent is water. You need to know what I believe is so important. Embrace your life every special moment, but Earth whispers... Don't say goodbye because you'll leave something of yourself behind with your footsteps. I think that that's how special this is and this show and all the guests. I want to thank everybody who's made this show possible. Thank you for listening, and you be well. 
Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinerHour.com.